I tried to buy a fucking embroidered hat, but they fucked it up. Oh no! Yeah, the the logo's off center. Oh, it's did like, you send it back? Well, I I got it today, so I sent them a nice little note with some pictures and said, "What's the difference between the mock-up and what you sent me?" <laughs> and so I'm waiting to hear back from them. I'm like, Jesus mm. Christ, man! Yeah, you had one job. Yeah, <laughs> it's your job. You embroider hats. <laughs> uh, you should have gone to the mall and done it in person <laughs> I don't know if our mall does that Dance Monkey Dance And welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. John's back. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Mm, I'm okay. All right. You know, world is still progressing, I guess. Sure. Some better than others. Other countries doing better than ours. You know, whatever. It's all right. It's going to change soon. Uh, as, this re- as, a, as of this recording, like 45 days. That's right. We'll see, you know. Um, you know, you were, you were gone over Thanksgiving and I feel like a, a metric shit ton of things has happened since we last talked. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know, um, how involved you are on Twitter. Uh, not a lot. So I have had this weird Twitter curiosity going on over the last week or so. I guess mm-hmm. since Thanksgiving. Um, and I know, I don't know how, if people really like us talking politics, but I'm, I'm going to tell a story. Um, on Thanksgiving day, Trump had a, uh, news conference where he sat by, behind a little tiny desk. Yes. And the kids table at the kids table. And he chastised a reporter for asking a question. It wasn't a, Mm -hmm. it wasn't a hard question. It wasn't a, you know, an inappropriate question. It it was just a question and he flipped out on the dude. And so there, there started a Twitter hashtag called diaper Don. (laughs) And, um, a lot of people started to pull out pictures of where it looked like he's wearing the pens. Nice. And, Um, so there is a guy on Twitter named Noel Kassler, who is a comedian, but used to work for Trump on The Apprentice. Okay. And he, when the diaper Don hashtag went viral, he made a video and he basically told a story that, you know, this is funny that diaper Don is trending, but what you need to know is that. Trump actually wears depends that he is incontinent because of all the cocaine he did in the nineties, which is mm. if you've ever seen those super cuts of him sniffing yeah. during speeches, that's because 
of all the drugs that he did. And he, wow. he tells a story about how they would have to stop on multiple occasions because he would shit himself <laughs> and try to go on. And the people in the room's eyes were watering. Oh, and how gross. and how there was a guy whose job it was, was to take him in the back and clean him up. And they had a nickname for this dude named Wet Wipes. Oh, God. And so I started looking at this dude's tweets, and he is ferocious at the claims that he's making. And he tags Trump and whoever he's talking about in every single one. Wow. And people are like, you know, Trump has gone after lesser people for lesser things. How is this dude getting away with this? And somebody said, just think of the things he knows that he hasn't said yet. Sure. You don't want to poke the bear and have this dude just let loose all the information he knows. Mm-hmm. And so in the last week, he just he has just started like, like all these stories from The Apprentice of like um, when Ivanka Trunk last week was all up in arms about having to go be deposed. He he did a tweet at her and Donald Trump where he was like, oh, you mean like that time that you were forced to give your father a lap dance? Oh, and then it says, by the way, she giggles while she, while she grinds. And I was like, holy shit. Wow. And and he like I said, he's just he, he tags them in everything and they're not saying anything to him because. Right. You know, and it's it's been an interesting thing um to watch twitter over the last week where trump will say these horrendous things and everybody's just firing back at him and i may or may not have tweeted at the president a couple of times you know <gasps> have you been blocked yet no he can't block no. anybody while he's president oh really yeah and that the the reason he still has a twitter even though he's spouting all this thing is because it's public record of his presidency Mm. once he is no longer president, not only can he block people, but Twitter can block him. Nice. So we'll see on January 20th, how quickly that happens. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, Twitter has been kind of interesting. There was a, uh, hashtag yesterday. Um, well, the current one that's trending is MAGA is canceled. <laughs> okay. And, um, what was the other one? Trump Trump is a loser was was trending for a while. And they know like so after the diaper Don thing hit and he saw that it was trending, that is when he pulled the you gotta get rid of two thirty, which is basically um the the law that states that Twitter can't be held accountable for other people's views. And okay. basically what he wants is for that to be taken away so that they can get rid of the element on Twitter that he doesn't like. Of course. And people are like, well, that would like, if you get rid of two thirty, that would instantly disqualify you because of the, of how you talk to people on Twitter. Right. So, um, and he even said that unless the, the, verbiage of getting rid of two the 230 law was in the national defense budget he wouldn't approve it and now the mm. military's going nuts because they're like well that's our money and you're doing this because you're mad at twitter 
Right. So yeah, it's been it's been fascinating to watch. Hmm. Like politics play out on Twitter. Yeah. That's kind of cool though. It's happening. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. So besides besides okay, I won't I won't be on politics anymore. But um Okay. We do have to say goodbye. We we lost another piece of our childhood last week while we were off. Um David Prowse died who played Yes. Darth Vader. Yes. Um there was a very poignant and sad picture going around of the original cast, I guess in London with with the Force Ghost with the effect Force Ghost. On it? Yes. Yes. Yep. It's missing. It's missing Anthony Daniels, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? I mean, oh, that's bad. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there's only like three left from the original cast, which is sad. Yeah. Well, Harrison Ford better start eating right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I mean, it was interesting. Because uh, we've talked about the problems that David Prowse ran into with Lucas and Lucasfilm later in life, mm-hmm. where he wasn't asked to be at certain things. Because I guess he was critical of of Lucas. Yeah, I mean, there was that story where he was told that he was going to be the face that gets unveiled in Return of the Jedi. Right. And they went and filmed it with, um, what's his name? Sebastian Stan. No, that's Shaw. Shaw. Sebastian Shaw behind his back while they were, while he was filming on another stage. So right. I, I don't know what the, how much truth. Well, there was a, there was an entire documentary about it. So there must be some truth to something there. Right. But, yeah, and then Lucas tried to pen a a little thing when he died about how great David was, and it's like, okay, I guess we're doing the the we have to be nice thing, but you know whatever. Right. Some of that's weird. Some of that is like, if you didn't like the dude, then you know, say rest in peace and move on. Yeah. Well, I mean. One of the rumors was that uh, Dave Prowse leaked the information that Darth Vader was going to die in uh, Return of the Jedi. And that's it's like, okay, that's kind of a shitty, stupid thing to to do. You kind of screwed yourself. But, you know, go ahead. But I mean, a lot of times. In in an adventure trilogy, the hero's journey, the part of the hero's journey is defeating the bad guy. Mm-hmm. We're talking early eighties. It's not like, you know, one, there is an internet to leak shit to. And t- you knew that Darth Vader couldn't really survive this story. I don't know. That that's, that's a weird thing for me. No, but, when the Daily Mail in the UK posts a, a headline that Darth Vader to die interview with Dave Prowse, hmm. he kind of got fucked over on Return of the Jedi. Lucas wouldn't talk to him, <laughs> allegedly. Um, he said the producer and the director wouldn't work with him. It's like, mm, okay. Hmm. Um, 
and then after uh, about 2010, there was a documentary called The People versus George Lucas that Dave Prowse took part in, and that's when he got banned from doing official conventions. Mm, okay. Um, I do know that when he signs autographs, signed autographs, <laughs> it was always Dave Prowse is Darth Vader. Okay. Um, and James Earl Jones, to to show you what a what a good human being James Earl Jones is, he didn't want credit for doing the voice. He felt that that Dave Prowse was the actor on screen and he was embodying Darth Vader and he brought it to life and he was just doing a voiceover. You know, it wasn't a reason for him to get any kind of billing on the on um on posters or whatever. Um he wanted to make sure that that Dave Prowse got the credit that he felt was due to him. Okay. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um there was one day back in the uh later 90s when I was working at a place and Dave Prowse, Peter Mayhew and Anthony Daniels came in. Okay. Um, they were doing something called the men behind the mask tour. Okay. And you've got Dave Prowse, who's quite tall. You've got Peter Mayhew, who's even taller <laughs> and you got Anthony Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Who probably should have been wearing lifts being around those guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Um, but they were all very nice. It was very cool. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> Lovely people. We saw Dave Prowse. I guess the last time we saw him was at Megacon. A couple of years. Oh, Jesus. It was more than a couple now. Yeah. Um. It was that that weird lineup where it was him, the guy from Battlestar Galactica, and Richard Hatch. Lou Frigant. No, it was the guy that played Colonel Ty on the most recent one. Oh, um, Michael Hogan. Okay. Um, him and Lou Ferrigno were all in like in a line or something. That was when I got yelled at for having my camera in the vicinity of um. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Dean Kane. Dean Kane, yeah. Okay. That was the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the year that you live it in for me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever uh, I'm I don't know if you watched Battlestar Galactica, but that guy Michael Hogan, did you hear <laughs> what happened to him? No. He was at a um like a um Battlestar Galactica get together in Toronto, okay. I think, and fell and hit his head. Oh. And is now paralyzed on one side of his body and can barely speak and like all kinds of weird fucked up stuff. And like because of what's going on with coronavirus, that like his family can't be with him and like it's really fucked up. There was a there was a GoFundMe for like medical bills or something for him. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That just shows you how quickly life can change. Well, also a, a performer that I worked with many years ago, um, who was a former Miss America fell and hit her head in the kitchen 
And yes. that was it. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't take much to fuck up your life. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. Things can change in a minute. Yep. Tell your, your loved ones that you love them. So eat that donut. That's right. Um, have that seventh or eighth beer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because that's what makes you fall. Oh, okay. But, you know, if you're thinking about Sit doing something. Sit down before you have the extra beer. Yeah, if you're thinking about doing something, well, maybe just do it. Because who knows? Who knows how long it'll be? Until you get ran over by a lawnmower. I don't know. So also while you were gone. Uh-huh. Um... We didn't get to talk about the one Wait of the... Wait a minute. We, we, we didn't talk about the other part of our childhood that passed away this week. Oh, who's that? Squiggy from Laverne and oh, Shirley. yes, yes. David L. Lander. Yeah, he died, he died like yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was battling MS. <sighs> you know, so I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the reunion of Lenny and the Squigtones is off. <laughs> uh... And, you know, I, I don't know how many people know the story behind Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. But well, share. David, from what I've heard, David Olander and Michael McKeon were doing those characters in like a improv yep. class. And somebody saw them and said, hey, you guys need to be on TV. And did they did they do... Did they, uh, let me see, hang on. Um, were they on Happy Days first or were they only on? Uh, no, I they thought they on were Laverne on. No, they did. they did. They were in a, they were in, in a epi, uh, an episode of called Fonzie's Funeral. Oh, okay. Where he played Squiggy. And then, uh, oh no, I guess that was while they were on Laverne and Shirley. Okay. IMDB is set up really weird. Yeah. So Lenny Laverne and Shirley um premiered in nineteen seventy six. They were on Happy Days in nineteen seventy nine. What? Really? Yeah. Because their characters when they were on Happy Days were so different from what they are on their own sitcom. Huh, I don't know. Huh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, the first the first entrance of Squiggy in Laverne and Shirley is 1976. The the Happy Days episode looks like it was in 1979. Interesting. Yeah. No, that can't be right. I don't. I don't I'm only telling you what I'm reading, man. On the internet, internet, it has to be true, right? Episode aired 27th of February, 1979. Wow. Okay. Fonzie survives the explosion at his garage and is now up to him and Richie and the Cunninghams to save Ralph and Potsy and foil the Candyman by letting him think that Fonzie died. Okay. No, you're talking about the episode where Lenny and Squiggy are on it. Yes. 
Okay. That's Laverne and Shirley were on Happy Days in 1975. Right, right. Okay, but okay. We were talking about... Now I've caught up. We were talking about Lenny and Squiggy. We were? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> no, yeah, Laverne and Shirley was on way before then, but I was trying. Oh. I was trying to see whether or not Lenny and Squiggy started out on Happy Days like Laverne and Shirley did. Okay. But no, they didn't. But they were apparently doing it as another gig and somebody saw them and said, hey, this needs to be on TV. Mm. But I mean, he's he had a, a really busy career. Um, You know, you may not have seen him, but he was in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, he's one of the weasels. As, as smart ass the weasel. Yep. Um, he was in used cars, 1941. Um, he was on an episode of married with children and one of, he was in star Trek, the next generation. Okay. <laughs> had, had to have been a Ferengi. Uh, I don't know. He was called the tactician. Hmm. Um, he was in Twin Peaks. Okay. As an episode, as a character named Tim Pinkle. <laughs> so yeah, he he did a lot, and he worked up to two thousand and seventeen. That's impressive. Yeah. So yeah, another piece gone, just left and right. So, ah, uh, Squee, we hardly knew you. <laughs> Poor Squiggy. Yeah. Okay. So, anybody else die? No, you can oh. move on now. Okay. So, also while you were gone, we didn't get to talk about um, what could arguably be called one of the two best hours of of Star Wars television that there's ever been. Uh-huh. Um, last week's episode, entitled The Jedi on The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. um, introduced us to a live-action Ahsoka Tano. Yep. In a way that I didn't think that they were going to portray her. Okay. Um. You know, if you watch the Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff, yeah, she's she's handy with a lightsaber. I just wasn't expecting like mass carnage in the first five minutes mm-hmm. in the forest with her just like slicing people in half. <laughs> yep. Um, you know, I thought Rosario Dawson played a really good version of Ahsoka Tano. Mm hmm. I feel like they might have sent her everything that the characters ever appeared in to watch because she had like the animated like characteristics down the way that like she moved and she crossed her arms and even like the way that she held her lightsabers Mm -hmm. felt straight out of the cartoons. Yeah. And I appreciate that level of detail because a lot of times you could, have somebody that's just going to show up and be like, well, this is going to be my take on the character. Mm -hmm. But it seems like 
and I know that she has been um, campaigning for a very long time to play Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was leaked and she was asked about it, she basically said, if you guys can make it happen, I would love to do it. But she had already done it. Um, so I think as a fan, she really put in that time along with like Dave Filoni to really make a live action version into something that like just kicked ass as far as like seeing it. Well, she's not a Jedi, but seeing somebody that used to be a Jedi, right. You know, to be like still in their prime and still, Mm -hmm. you know, cause if you're going by the first three movies, you've only seen like old men and a kid that was half trained um, as a Jedi. And this is Ahsoka Tano still in her prime, just kicking ass. And I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. It was great. And that whole episode was right out of a, a, um, Japanese samurai movie. Yes. It, 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 it harkens back to the type of films that, um, Lucas, uh, was influenced by. And there are some shots that are very similar to, um, shots in, in that type of film, but it had that whole look. And even the, the look of the, the forest Mm -hmm. wasn't as detailed as we've seen other locations. Right. That, looks like it's out of one of those films. It was, it was incredible. Um, the woman who played the, uh, magistrate. Yeah. Was great. And she is actually the goddaughter of Bruce Lee. And her father trained with Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty amazing. And apparently she is quite the stunt woman on her own. Yeah. Which, you know, is nice that they're giving those people opportunities to be seen. Mm hmm. Even like, um, you know, a lot of people, um, when they cast, uh, Gina Carano as, um, Cara Dune, right. They were like, uh, an AMA person, come on. And, you know, she's held her own, whether or not you agree with the things that she said online. Um, cause I know we talked last time we talked, we were talking about like, um, people being pissed at her. And having done a little bit more research, they're pissed at her because basically she comes off on social media as an anti-masker. And also has said shitty things about trans people. Oh, okay. So, you know, a a lot of people are asking for her not to be in the next season and cancel culture and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, you know, but I mean... One of the things that I appreciate about the Mandalorian too, especially having a daughter that's 10 Mm -hmm. is all these strong female characters that little girls can, can identify with. And, you know, they didn't make it where, um, Ahsoka is rescued by the Mandalorian. She goes toe to toe with them in the woods and, he he traps her in his grappling hook thing and she basically jumps over a tree and like puts him in a position where he can't hold on to her anymore. 
mm-hmm. and the only reason that he won, well, he didn't even win the fight. The only reason it stops is because he knows her name. Right. So, you know, no, no female, whether it's, it's Ahsoka Tano or even the magistrate, they're all strong characters in, in their own right, whether they're good or evil. And I think with the way that they film this and the way that, like you said, it, it harkens back to the Lucas thing, um, is a testament that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are the right people to be telling these stories mm-hmm. and that really need to be in charge to going forward. Cause you look at that and you say, this person gets exactly what Lucas was doing with the original star Wars. And then you look at the movies and you're like, these people have no idea what Lucas wants. Sure. So it is, it's very interesting to see that like the best star Wars is now on television. Yeah, and it, it's so well done. Yeah. There have been no missteps in what are we up to now? Fourteen episodes? Well, unless you count the, the jeans guy. You know. It's already been removed. <laughs> Fixed. <laughs> Fixed. He's got his own action figure. Yep, he does. It's already been fixed. But we did we did get some revelations. It's it's nice that they're not holding on to things. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the J.J. Abrams mystery box where we're not going to get answers. We find out that Baby Yoda actually has a name. Yes. Of Grogu. Grogu. Which I don't know how I feel about the name. I don't either. It sounds like something like yogurt in a tube. Hey, <laughs> hey toss me a Grogu. Um, I thought maybe they were trying to somehow honor George Lucas with like oh. maybe rearranging the name, the letters in his names to make it something more star Warsy. Oh, hmm. you know, Grogu instead of George, like, yeah, you know, which they've done before. Right. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's, if this is Dave Filoni's take on that or whatever. Um, but we also find out that he was in the Jedi temple. And he was. was, and he was, he was removed. a young link. Yes, he was removed he was... after Order sixty six. Yep. Um. So at some point, if you're watching uh, Revenge of the Sith, and you see Anakin walk into that room of younglings, know that Grogu is somewhere in that building being taken out of there. So the big question is, yeah, who are Grogu's parents? <laughs> it, is it Yaddle and Yoda? And when Order 66 came in, Yaddo grabbed Grogu and took him and, and hit him away somewhere. It de- I guess it depends on what what they're going to do with um, the Legends side of it that's not supposedly canon anymore. Yeah. Because in Legends, Yaddle's dead by the time Order 66 shows up. Oh, Okay. She gets, she actually gets killed in front of Anakin. Uh-huh. Um, so she still may be Grogu's mother, mm-hmm. but does that make Yoda his father? Right. It's, it's a little interesting that Ahsoka says that she's only known one other being like this. Of his kind? Yeah. Yeah. Which means she never knew Yaddle. Right. But maybe Yaddle and Yoda one night 
getting freaky and she was like, look, I can't be a Jedi now because I'm pregnant. In love? Yeah. Well, actually, no. Grogu would already have been born by the time we meet Anakin because they're the same age. Right. They're supposedly born at the same time. Hmm. So I don't know. But the other big name drop we got uh-huh. was the whole reason Ahsoka was on this planet um, was because she was trying to find out information on where Grand Admiral Thrawn is. That's right. So we are now pulling him into the live action Star Wars universe, which I'm rather excited about. Yes. Oh, very much. But my question is, do you think we're going to see Grand Admiral Thrawn on the Mandalorian or was this the backdoor pilot to an Ahsoka Tano TV series Mm. where that's going to be the gist of her TV show? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him. Mm -hmm. I don't know to what extent. It would be really interesting for them to do kind of what they did on Netflix with the Marvel properties. Uh Uh-huh. Where they start, they start splintering off these people and, you know, there's an Ahsoka Tano show and there's a Bo-Katan show and you have the Mandalorian. And at some point there'll be a, a, a season of television that's got all these people coming together to take on one adversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and have the entire season be that, like the Defenders was. Sure. And not so like not so much just showing up for one episode and then going away. Um, because this past week we also got another surprise return. Uh-huh. Um when the Mandalorian takes Grogu to where Ahsoka told him to go which was on top of a mountain to sit on this rock thing. Yep. Um, and as he's sitting there, lo and behold, Slave One shows up. Which was just incredible. Which was very that cool. That was so freaking awesome. Um, but not only do we get Boba Fett to show back up, but also um, Ming-Na's character from last year that sp- supposedly was left for dead. Right. Um, she's now working with the Mandalorian and is half droid, I guess. I, I wasn't quite sure when she opened the thing in in the front. Yeah. You know, you're looking at like machinery, but I was like, you know, you only got that one little flap that's protecting you. That's kind of weird. Like you would <laughs> think that there'd be something else there. Right. Um, but not only are we getting, did we get Boba Fett and, Fanic is that her name? Whatever, whatever her name is, something like that. Yeah, Fennec. Fennec. Um, not only did we get those two, but they're going to be around for a couple of episodes. And, um, Boba says he's he's there to protect the child. Yes. Well, so Boba Fett's always been a really ambiguous character um, mm-hmm. as a bounty hunter. He's always been one of those guys. It's not, he's not necessarily evil. He's not necessarily good. He is, 
he's neutral. He's in the Dungeons and Dragons thing. Whoever pays him is whoever he's loyal to. Right. And so it's not a good and evil thing. Just like the Mandalorian was a bounty hunter. He's not good or evil. He's just taking jobs. Mm-hmm. But it's almost as if Boba Fett has a debt to pay because he found his armor and he didn't really give it back to Boba Fett. Boba Fett went and took it. No, he went and stole it. Yeah. Um, but just in the nick of time, because one of the, the things that happens in this episode is they blow up the razor crest. Yes. Which I, I might have gasped out loud at yes. while I was watching it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see Boba Fett back in his, his outfit, um, and somebody was saying between Thor in Endgame and Boba Fett in this episode, heavyset guys now have things to go cosplay as. Uh, when you saw Boba Fett wearing his no longer appropriately fitting armor, it was like, that's funny. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a while. It's It's been five years since he's put it on and... Yep. You know, it's it's uh it's no longer fitting, that's for sure. Yeah. But now so now you can either go to your next con as Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. If you're on the thinner side, or if you're a little chunky, you could be post Sarlacc Boba Fett. Yep. And you know, nobody's really gonna say anything. Yeah. I mean, I actually think that the new look for Boba Fett with the black kind of People were calling it a skirt, but it was more like robes. Right. Um, but that look of like the robes coming down next to his legs in the armor mm-hmm. looks really cool. Yes. Like Boba Fett was always that character where you're like, dude, that's a cool looking outfit. And right. they somehow made it cooler. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but again, Dave Filoni and John Favreau found a way to give redemption to a character that has always been made fun of for going out like a little bitch. Right. Right. Like the power behind some of those hits on the, um, on the stormtroopers was that payback of like, y'all loved Boba Fett. We're going to give you a reason to love him even more. Mm-hmm. And he's kicking ass. He's getting in the, the enslave one and he's chasing the, the dark troopers who've got baby Yoda and you know he'll blast him out of the air if you want him to well no don't hurt the child all right but it it does strike me as a little odd that um he doesn't know that there are pockets of uh the empire that are still around that who doesn't know that boba, that boba doesn't know yeah if he's got slave 1 and he's got right. and he's got the facilities to save Fennec. Mm-hmm. Surely he must know that there are warlords out there that are still using Empire gear. Yeah. So I don't know. I I thought it was a little weird. It it but it also that's part for well, the course that I mean, like that that the Mandalorian doesn't know what a Jedi is. <sighs> Yeah, well, I mean, they're both characters who were so isolated. I mean, 
I don't know that once Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc and set off on his quest, whatever that may have been, that he wasn't sure that, you know, the, the Empire was looking for him. He didn't know the fate of Darth Vader. He, he was laying so low that he wasn't in contact with anybody who would have that information. Well, but I mean, he knew that the Empire was defeated to some extent. Yeah. Because he says, oh my God, they're back. Right. And they're like, who? The Empire. Well, it's almost, it's almost like those Japanese soldiers in the South, in the South Pacific that when World War II was over, they didn't know it was over because, you know, they were just so out of touch. Yeah, I guess. And maybe he was, you know, following the path of the samurai and he was a man without a country or whatever. And I don't know. I don't know. But we only get two episodes to find out. I, uh, why did the season go so fast? I know. Because it's good. And we know what next week is. It's, it's you know, they're going to have to go spring that dude from last year. So, right. so it's going to be another heist episode, and then we're going to get to the finale. I think it'll be very funny if in the finale they, they get to Moff Gideon's ship, and basically Baby Yoda has, like, taken care of everybody. And he's got, he's got Moff Gideon in a force choke, and, you know, all the stormtroopers are laying around either dead or really injured. And He's, he's holding the, the Darksaber. And he's holding the dark saber. So, I mean, you know, Chekhov's gun and everything, the, the whole setup with the Beskar spear Mm -hmm. and the fact that we, we now know that Beskar can block a lightsaber. Right. Makes me think that that last episode is going to be a one-on-one duel between the Mandalorian and Moff Gideon. Maybe maybe Moff Gideon is in a modified dark trooper exosuit. Ooh, ooh. You know, for that. Um uh-huh. as the others go to rescue baby Yoda. Um I would like to see the case where they keep all of the different sized um binders that they that they have for people's hands. Mm-hmm. Because they put the little tiniest set on baby Yoda. Yes. <laughs> and you know they had ones that were big enough for Chewbacca. Right. So I want to see that that case. I want to see all the different sizes down to the little tiny ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's setting up to be a monumental um, kind of an Avenger style because it will be Mando, probably Cara Dune, mm-hmm. maybe Grief Karga, uh, Mayfield. Is that his name? The, the dude from last year. Um, yes, break. Yeah. Um, Boba, Fennec, and I guess Mando. So that's like seven people. Yeah. You know, going up after this dude. I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka again. I don't think we're going to see Bo-Katan again. N- uh, no. I think there, there'd be too many people. Yeah. That it would be difficult to, it would just be like, you know, putting everything you've got in one, one show and it may not be the best idea. Right. But there's also a rumor and I wanted to see how you felt about this. 
that there's there's a couple of different ideas about who's gonna reach out to Grogu through the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are thinking Ezra Bridger, which would a, would a live action Ed, Ezra Bridger would make sense. Yep. But there's also an idea that they're going to bring back Luke Skywalker in the form of Sebastian Stan. Yeah, I saw that. I I don't know how I feel about that. I would like <sighs> to think that if they're going to bring Luke back, they're going to de-age Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill and allow him the dignity to play Luke one last time the way that he was meant to be portrayed. And sure. not that bullshit we got in the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, the the de aging technology that they used in, um, the Last Jedi during his duel with Leia was convincing enough, but he also doesn't talk in that. Yeah, and we've all seen the the uncanny valley pitfalls of Tarkin and Leia in Rogue One mm-hmm. that if he shows up and he's de-aged I don't want him to talk if they can't make it look good yeah I would rather have a Sebastian Stan that could play Luke Skywalker in that time if he's going to stick around for a while right I mean, I thought it was a, a good likeness, um, you know, and they have, they, they also said that, that Mark Hamill's been involved in each season, but I don't necessarily know we've seen him yet or heard him yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe he does pop up as a de-aged hologram, you know, on a comm somewhere and says, bring him to my planet. Sure. You know, I don't know. What what would you like to see? I mean, as as big a fan as I am of the original trilogy, I I I want to see Mark Hamill come back. Okay. I want to see Mark Hamill playing a badass Jedi. So do you I mean, he's in his what, late 60s now? Yeah. So I, I, I don't think he will be doing his own stunts. No, I mean, it would have to be a head replacement for sure right. on a de-aged mm-hmm. face. Right. Um, but I mean, if anybody can do it, it's going to be Filoni and Favreau. Oh, yeah. And just look at the technology they've been playing with so far. Right. I mean, there was that the scene where they land on the planet, what is it called? Tide something? Yeah, the the Thailand Thai fighter, <laughs> the the one with the with the see the, the seeing stone on it. Yeah, 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 that looked like it was filmed outdoors. Yes, I, I was going to say that it it feels like the first time they went on location somewhere mm-hmm. that was away from their back lot. Right. Um, I felt like the hilltop with the seeing stone might've been on the volume. Okay. Um, but the hillside with the stormtroopers definitely wasn't. That was no. outside. Yeah. 
the scene was too too expansive. And there there is a definite look if you if you look at the first season where you know that a large part of it's done indoors or if not most of it, you can still tell that studio lights look way different from the sun. Mm-hmm. And there was definitely a look of outdoor shooting. I mean, if if they do another one of those roundtable things and they're like, no, that was all indoors. Right. And they show footage of them indoors doing that on my head. It's going to explode. <laughs> right. Like, that's just fucking crazy. But, um, yeah, I feel like for the first time they actually went outside the boundary of their little compound and was like, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that's a Robert Rodriguez thing who filmed the episode or whether right. it's um, a Lucasfilm thing that they said, well, this needs to be done outdoors. But um, it was definitely, it definitely looked different. But, you know, at the same time, they never were outdoors on a, in the forest either for last season's episode four. Right. And that all looks convincing. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, just imagine that if that truly is the case, that this has all been done at the volume. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's sorcery. Well, now there's going to be two because they announced this week that, um, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was going to film in Boston, UK. Yes. Which everybody thought was going to be Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. And I was pissed. I just came from there. (laughs) Damn it. Bumping the UN at the, at the airport. Yes. Um, so they're going to have more than one. They're going to be able to do, they're going to be able to film more than one season at a time. So I can just see Disney wanting all of this stuff in production and just throwing money at Lucasfilm and being like, do a Bo-Katan show, do an Ahsoka Tana show. Yeah. As long as you got the people that are willing to do it, why not? Do it till people are sick of it. (laughs) But if it's this good, I don't think people are going to get sick of it. Well, that's the good thing. Well, and that's like, think back to the time when, when Kathleen Kennedy was like, you know, we're not Marvel you know, people would get sick of Star Wars really quick. And then you see the Mandalorian and you're like, no, we wouldn't. Like if you tell stories like this and you know, they're not doing a lot of filler. They're not doing, um, you know, they're not, they're not bloating the, the run times just so that they can hit an hour. You know, when I saw it, when I saw that it was 37 minutes, I was like, oh man, this is just going to be some like non-consequential episode where we're not going to see anything. Mm -hmm. And it was so much more like I, I was happily surprised that we didn't end the season on the top of that rock. And like, like the ending be with Boba Fett and Fennec and them saying, look, we're with you until we get the kid back. Right. And that be the end. Like, I'm super happy that there's more coming. And I can only imagine what we're going to get in the next two weeks. Sure. It's going to be really good. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And hopefully they don't do something really stupid like we 
we see a spinoff onto the Fear the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I feel like they have a good handle, especially now that, you know, there's real-time feedback for um, what people like and what they don't like, especially with the idea of, well, we could be spinning off more TV shows. Mm-hmm. And people being excited about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And then you see Bo-Katan and, you, and everybody's on social media being like, Oh, we need a Bo-Katan series. Mm-hmm. And then the next week you get a Sokotano and everybody's like, Holy shit, we need an Ahsoka Tano series. Right. And Holy shit, we're going to do a Boba Fett series. Like all of that's out there for Disney to look at and say, well, people will watch this. Right. You know, it's not going to be, um, it's not going to be a waste to try to do this unless, you know, the stories aren't good. Right. But then do a limited and series. Think, well, and I think they're, they're finding out that, that there's enough talent out there, enough A-list talent out there that wants to be involved that they can keep producing a high quality show. Right. Right. And the visual effects are there and mm-hmm. you know, it's rivaling what you see on, on cinema. So I think Disney plus could have a steady output of both Marvel and star Wars TV properties and maybe adjust the movies in order to coincide with what they know works from the TV show. Right. You know, do, do we really need Marvel movies in a theater or could we do them on Disney plus? Right. Right. You know, and how how long is it really going to take for theaters to rebound? A long time. Uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, one of the other things that I was going to talk about is the idea that Warner Brothers announced this week that their entire 2021 slate is going straight to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. They're going to show them in theaters for the people that want to see it on the big screen, but you're going to be able to sit at home and if you're subscribed to HBO Max, not have to pay a dime more to see it on the day it comes out. And that includes the Matrix 4 and the Suicide Squad. And, you know, they're doing that on Christmas with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to propel HBO Max farther than they would if they were just trying to do what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that the AMC, the head of AMC was very upset because he feels that if you do that, people aren't going to go back to the theaters, but he needs to understand that nobody's going back. Right. Not for quite a while. So why sit on these things? Yeah. You've got to release them. You've got to, you got to get them in front of people. You know, then, you know, you, you're basing the merit of the movie on the movie itself and not how much money it made. And I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. I think I think if filmmakers were less stressed about opening weekend, then, you know, they could make better movies. Sure. So, you know. Well, and I think that the the 
movie theater industry has needed some sort of revamping for years. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole, the whole bullshit with, you know, they make most of their profit off of the can of candy and popcorn and shit. And, you know, the first weekend or what, or however many weekends it is, they're not making money off of the, the box office that's going right to the studio. Right. Um, I think that if, you know, I think Disney may have learned their lesson with Mulan that they were greedy. Well, that's going to be decided really soon when they announce the black widow thing. Right. Right. If they say it's going to be a premium thing, they didn't mm-hmm. learn their lesson. Right. But I also think that Marvel movies might be the exception to that rule. Okay. Um, I, I'm not going to pay extra for Mulan. Espe- no. Especially when it's not going to, uh, when it's like now it's on regular Disney plus, uh, what is it like a month and a half later? Yeah. Black widow. I may not pay for, but if there's an Avengers film mm-hmm. that I want to see that uh, like I would have gone to the theater for, but, and I have to pay 15 bucks for it or 30 bucks, whatever it was. I may yep. do that, but I, I don't think, I hope Disney learned their lesson, but I don't think that that's going to be the case. Well, I mean, obviously they're, they're going to be grasping for, um, how do we make the biggest profit off of this shit? And Disney's and trying it's, to, and it's, it's all spent on the merchandise, right? You know, it's like the box office is nice, but if you can buy, you know, your own infinity gauntlet, <laughs> At a hundred bucks a pop. Right. And you know, you've got millions of people who've seen this movie and expressed an interest. That's where you're going to make your profit. The, the one thing that I feel with Disney though, is not only are they making up for theatrical losses, they're also making up for theme park losses. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> and I, definitely. I think that's why if, if they're going to put it on Disney plus, you're going to see it as a premium thing because they're trying to make up for that just to save face. Yeah, but they're going to find out whether or not people are going to um, buy into it. True. You know, so it, it may work for them. It may not, you know, I mean, there are people going back to Disney now and you're still paying your full ticket price to get into the parks and you're getting maybe, 60% of the original experience. Right. So, you know, and you know, you look at like what's going on with that and like places like Epcot where they're doing all these food and beverage festivals. Mm-hmm. So you're paying your full price to get into it. And then you're like, Oh, Hey, there's this thing, but everything that you're going to eat costs 10, 15 bucks a pop. Mm hmm. And not enough to fill you up, so you're going to go buy something else. Right. And, you know, you have to have the, the seasonal uh, cupcake right. and the seasonal alcoholic beverage and the seasonal potholder and all this stuff that they're promoting through the Disney blog and Freeform and Disney right. Channel and Disney Plus. And, you know, I mean, it's a marketing machine. Right. And and if you look at all the things that they've canceled... um. Mm-hmm. You know, how much are they saving by not doing some of the holiday stuff? Yeah, they were going to make well, money off of some of it, but they're also not paying out 
a whole shitload for things that don't ge um, generate revenue. That's right. So, you know, it's probably a wash. But like, like with Epcot, I know they're not doing their 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 what was it called candlelight thing? Candlelight, yeah. So they're not paying they're not paying anybody to come in and host that. They're mm -hmm. they're not having to pay the people in the choir. They're not having to pay the technicians to be there or whatever. So like there's a wash there that sure, you know, they're, they're saying they're, that they're not making this money. It, I mean, there's definitely a business case for, for the changes they have made. Right. Um, but you know, again, I mean, there's a point to how much people are willing to put up with. Right. Um, and so far they're putting up with quite a bit. So let's, you know, it's supply and demand. I mean, I think with Disney though, saying that they were retooling the television side and a lot of their movies to be streaming. Um, that was kind of the first sign to me that we may see the Marvel movies show up on Disney plus. Mm -hmm. the same day that they're going to um they're going to be in theaters mm -hmm. only because that cuts out the middleman of sure you, you're getting a monthly fee from the person who's watching anyway you you if, now own the platform if if you're going to charge them 30 bucks you don't have to take a portion of that 30 bucks and give it to the theater chain mhm mm you're now reaping that entire 30 dollars all on your own Right. Times that by however many households are going to buy it. Mm hmm. You're making some serious money other th besides like sitting on it for Black Widow will be a year. Right. By the time it comes out. You know, I've, I'd expect a little bit more competition with Disney and be like, hey, we're going to release Black Widow on Christmas. On Disney Plus. And see what happens. Go up against Wonder Woman. Not that I think that's going to happen, but I, it would be interesting to see what kind of takes the day. Because yeah. right now I don't have HBO Max. Mm -hmm. HBO Max is 15 bucks a month. Is that something I really want to pay for? Sure. You know, they're, they're, they're getting rid of their seven-day free trial right yep. before Wonder Woman comes out because they know that everybody would have signed up on Christmas Eve, Sure. watched it, and then canceled it. And then cancel it. So now they're doing a thing of like, well, if you buy six months all at once, which is like $70, you're only paying 10 bucks or 11 bucks a month for HBO max. Mm -hmm. And my thing is like, okay, what's coming out in that six months besides that, that I'm going to want to see. Yeah. You know, what are they planning on releasing in the first six months of, um, 2021? And that's going to be what makes my decision of if I do that or not. Mm -hmm. But I mean, on the other hand, there's a bunch of stuff on Disney on, on HBO max that I'm going to want to see mm -hmm. that I would have gone sure. to the theaters to see and including the, the Snyder cut of justice league. Uh huh. So at some point I'm going to have to pony up some money and be like, all right, well let's see. I mean, I, I, I think you did this too, but like I prepaid for like three years of Disney plus. 
Yeah, me too. And, you know, I don't have to think about it. It's just there. Mm-hmm. So Right. I mean, I, I still think that Disney Plus has a lot of untapped potential. If you look at how often Disney would release a slightly tweaked video or DVD or Blu-ray or 4K or whatever of a film, I think that there's potential to be doing that online that maybe the you know the the premiere of um black widow um is included with your subscription but for an extra 9.95 you can get um you know actor commentary or you can get a you know the behind the scenes stuff Mm -hmm. or you know start nickel and diming it oh i i hope not well, I mean, it's, it's, they're not making their money on, you know, the big release. So, well, that's why I think it's going to be, there are going to be movies like soul that we're just going to release straight onto the platform and larger Marvel properties are going to have to be a, a paid premium just because they do need to kind of make their money back off of some of that because yeah, they're going to release it in the theaters too, but they're not going to get anywhere near the box office that they were. No, no, but you need to find out how to monetize the difference. You know, I mean, if I, you know, God forbid it gets to the point that, that movies are not profitable anymore, then they're not going to make them. No, but well, and that's the thing, like, the advantage of HBO max is that they're not their entire 2021 slate is being put on the channel for everybody for no cost. They're just biting the bullet on the 2021 slate and saying, we're just going to expect people to buy um, HBO max at six month chunks. And we're just going to make our money that way. Mm -hmm. You know, Disney, but if, billions of people do that right then that's huge profit that we're probably not even able to fathom at this point no and that's why i think that you know disney plus while everybody's already have it and and they're already paying monthly or whatever they paid in, in advance disney's still going to want to be able to to show a profit off of that and oh, of course you know, I think the way that they do that is the premium thing, even though sure. I like, I don't think it's necessary, but I'm not a corporation, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that we're going to find out. We're going to find out how much longer this, this pandemic goes on and what the response is to the vaccine, which if, you know, the, the typical assholes who are still out in public mouth breathing, um, it's not going to be a huge success unless they find a way to trick you into taking it. Um, you know, it's not going to be like the polio vaccine where they, they put a drop on a sugar cube and, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know how you feel, but I'm going to be getting the vaccine. Um, I don't really see any reason not to at this point. Um, I get a no, flu shot either. every year. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just feel like it's protecting me and my family um, the best I can because this thing is killing people right, at a huge rate. You know, more people died a couple of days ago than at Pearl Harbor. And there, and that was like a day that'll live in infamy. And then, and that's on a daily basis. And the next day it was more people than died on nine 11. And that Mm -hmm. was never forget. And why is it now that it's not a big deal? That's 3,500 people dying a day. That's fucked up. And the people that are like, masks don't work. And people that are like, oh, we're just going to go to a bar anyway. Then maybe you deserve to get it. Like, don't bitch when you get it, man. Like, what the hell? You know, there's those innocent people that are going to work and being breathed on. And then they get it. And that's, that's a fucking travesty. Right. But when you're willfully ignorant and unable or, or, or unwilling to protect other people, then you're just a piece of shit. Well, sure. I mean, that's like the family that was arrested on a plane knowing that they had tested positive for COVID yeah. and they were still going to travel. Yeah. It's like, okay, you should be locked up. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you should, you should get locked up and you get no access to medical care. If that's it, that's, that's the big thing. If you're going around saying, if for some reason Ron DeSantis or, or Matt Getz come down with COVID after all their bullshit holiday parties, somebody needs to step in and go, you know what? You said there was no disease. So right. you're on your own. Right. You and your family figure it out. And I also would like to think that, you know, all these people that are bitching about socialism in this country and how we don't want to be socialists don't accept the next $1,200 check that the government sends because that's socialism. But you know, they're not look at all the shitty companies who took the PPE act money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't understand how this shit keeps happening, how there's a, a COVID relief plan in the Senate that's giving billionaires huge tax cuts again and there's no way to stop it. Right. How, how did we get here? You know, I feel like we need a purge. <laughs> put, your, put your blue flowers on the doorstep and hope for the best. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, how else are we going to get rid of this? You know, you do have to drain the swamp. Right. You've got to get these career politicians out. I don't think that anybody... Ad- I, I, I'm aging as well as everybody else in the world, but I think past 50, you shouldn't be considered for some of these positions. Right. Past 80, go to the fucking retirement home. <laughs> You've got no goddamn business representing me or anyone else. Well, yeah. But yeah. I mean, I don't see, I mean, what they're saying is like, if there's some semblance of normal in this country, it's not happening until April or May. Sure. And, you know, as far as the entertainment industry is concerned, they really need to look at better ways to 
I mean, they could, they can help keep people in their homes if they were to not look at it as we're fucking over movie theaters. Well, theaters have fucked themselves out of business for a long time. And maybe it's time in 2021 to figure out a new delivery system for this. And one that's better and easier for anybody who wants to see a movie. So I don't know. It's time for change. You know, I mean, there are these, these small little theaters, you know, like Alamo draft house and in Orlando, we've got the Enzion theater right. and you've got theaters that have private boxes and theaters that have beds and theaters that have playgrounds. <laughs> and it's like, okay, guys, you're not, solving the problem and the problem is that you've priced yourself out of most american families right right exactly you know i mean 75 bucks to get in the door for a family of four right and then you need snacks and you know you need drinks and you need all this other stuff that's blown up in price yep you know it's like you can get a a a microwave bag of pop secret for a buck <laughs> and you're charging me what 1250 I mean, there, when I worked at a movie theater, um, in like 93, it was at the time seven fifty for a large popcorn. Yep. And I remember one of the managers saying like the pop, the bag of popcorn, the giant bag of kernels was like $2 to buy. And the entire sleeve of buckets was maybe a dollar. So, you know, it's like a 600% markup. And sure. that's why well, people I, sneak shit in. Sure. They have to. Yeah. You know, they have to. You've, you've brainwashed them into what an amazing experience it is to see this on the big screen. <laughs> that in order to, you know, satisfy your kids you've got to blow all this money. Right. And I'm sorry, but the last few times I've gone to a movie theater, it has been an absolute shit experience. Yeah. Because other people are just assholes. They yep. don't know how to work, how to function in public. Mm -hmm. They're, they're selfish. They're obnoxious. Um, you know, there's the dumb kid who's going to sit right in front of the projection window <laughs> and wave his hands, make, make shadow figures. You got the, you know, the, the family next to you are going to take their goddamn feet off, uh, shoes off and have stink feet. It's, it's just, I, you know, I, I don't enjoy the movies. Right. I mean, and that experience doesn't work for me. So fix it. And I, like, I had a love hate relationship towards the end of, you know, the movie going thing here when they, when they instituted, um, reserve seating. Mm -hmm. I was always like, on one hand, I was happy about it because that meant I didn't have to show up early to the theater. I could get there close to showtime and not have to sit in an empty theater. Mm -hmm. I knew I'd get the seat that I wanted, blah, blah, blah. The, the worst part of that was then you had no clue who was sitting next to you. Right. And when the 600 pound smelly guy came and lumbered past you into the seat next to you and then mm -hmm. like 
reclined back, it was like, oh, God. Okay, this yep. is going to be the longest two hours of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I personally like the idea of another outlet to see a movie in. Sure. I know filmmakers are like, oh, it's meant to be seen on the big screen, but it doesn't live on the big screen. Right. 99% of a movie's life is on a television. Sure. Sorry. And and bigger and bigger screens are becoming more and more affordable. Right. So there's your opportunity. Right. There's got to be a way to to release your product and it is a product. It's it's not art. You know, there's some films that are that are art. Mm-hmm. Um the Avengers is not, and mm. I'm not, and I'm not saying that to be snide or to start an argument. I'm just saying it's not. It's for mass consumption. It's based on this culture we've we've been a part of and we've created. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would if there was a movie I seriously wanted to see on the big screen, I would pay thirty bucks to see it, knowing that. Uh, you know, like popcorn and a soda were included and you knew that, uh, you know, it was like a 30% capacity and you, you could see on the map where seats were blocked out so that you wouldn't have somebody next to you if that's what you wanted. Um, but going to the regular movie theater, I don't see myself doing that. No, I mean, not, not for a while. No, there's, there's no way. Mm mm. I'm nope. not, not going to get sick because some fool decided that, you know, he was going to walk past me and cough. Sure. I'd much rather sit at home where I can stop the movie if I have to or, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, totally, totally. It's um, it's a dying breed. Yeah. You know, and I think unfortunately like live theater and concerts are kind of in the same boat. You know, I mean, is it better to pay, you know, 30 bucks for a pay-per-view of uh, the new Rolling Stones concert than going to a to an arena and dealing with the parking and the other people and shitty seats that aren't even comfortable? And, you know, I mean, I guess it depends on whether or not you you are affected by crowd energy. Sure. There's there's definitely something to a live event, even going to a theater with a bunch of people that are really excited about what they're about to see. Sure. Most in most instances, I'm not that person. And I would rather be able to see multiple angles of whatever band it is playing clearly than being in the crowd where I can barely see the stage. I've been to those kinds of concerts and I didn't really ever enjoy them because it's not the same as, you know, the, um, there's a, uh, there's an online showing of, um, trans Siberian orchestra this year because Mm -hmm. they're, they can't tour. And I'm, they've come to Charleston before and my feeling has always been, I'm not really going to be able to see them on stage. It's going to be kind of, you know, I'm not going to be able to afford the close tickets. So I, I, I have no real interest in going, 
But when I right. saw this, I was like, multiple camera angles, close up, I can see them singing. Yes, I'll pay the money for that because it's going to be more enjoyable for me. Sure. And I think that's what it comes down to. If you feed off of the crowd, if you're one of those people, you know, and you're into concerts or um, like Broadway shows and that's what gets you excited. Yeah. Like the fact that they won't be open for a year sucks. And I hope it doesn't go away for those people. Like, I hope that movies don't go away for the people that really love going to the theater. I just happen not to be one of those people. Mm -hmm. I don't like people enough to go and hang out in those crowds. So, yeah. And I just don't like people. So, you know, I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. I was born for this whole idea of wearing a mask indoors and being unapproachable. Mm-hmm. I love that. I don't have to smile at anybody. Nobody's going to come up and talk to me. I'm, everybody's keeping their distance. That's perfect for me. Right. Like, cool. But I never got off on being in a crowd. So, you know, what do I know? Never went to a bar to drink. You know, it's not like, it's not like I'm missing anything. So, I don't know. Very weird time. And it's probably only going to get weirder before it gets better. Definitely. Definitely. It's it, Buckle up, because it's not going to get better overnight. I mean, either we're headed to a brighter future, or we're about to be a victim of a coup, and we're not going to be able to do anything anyway. So, yay. Yeah. I told you, Russian tanks on the streets. <laughs> Think about it. I know. I I would not put something like that past him. I mean, a lot of people are saying that that's why he's strategically getting rid of people at the Pentagon. Yeah, I mean it. <laughs> okay, it's, we we just need to stop. <laughs> <sighs> um, but it is. It's it's horrible. We need to fix this goddamn problem. And I think this problem is that we reset to ground zero but the people who would make those laws are the people who are benefiting the most right and you know well you know matt getz isn't going to give up his free health care for life nope why would he (sighs) bunch of assholes (laughs) there you go yeah there you go i i did i forget what i was oh it must have been on cnn um, Don Lemon, who's on at like 10 to midnight every night during the week, uh, they were talking about Trump's new immigration test. Oh, I saw something about that. And how it's it's deliberately skewed so that people of color and people of other races and beliefs are not going to pass it. And it's like, <sighs> I think you need to pass the naturalization test to fucking vote. Plain and simple. Well, we talked about we talked about the idea of having to take a civics test on air to be president. Sure. Like if we're going to go that well, far, you've got crybabies who won't even do a debate. So, <laughs> are they going to take a test? Well, then they don't run. Oh. Oh. oh really? See on CNN, Rudy Giuliani has tested positive for COVID. Oh, there you go, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Take him home. Come on, Jesus. 
Come on. Uh, wow. You know, it doesn't, it, it only happens to good people, apparently. Apparently. Lots of good people, Chris, on both sides. So do you think that this is his out for all the failing um, um, lawsuits that he's brought up? He's destroyed his legacy. I mean, this was the guy who, who saved New York City. Yep. And he's become a blithering moron. Well, you know, so I watched a video about Rudy. Apparently, he's always been kind of a douchebag. Really? Apparently, okay. one of his first big um, cases, he was standing on a car with a megaphone shouting racist remarks at people. Oh, nice. Um, the, he, he at some point was charismatic enough to become mayor. And then when nine 11 happened, he seemed like he had it together, mm -hmm. but he's really always been a scumbag. Okay. So, you know, I don't know. Well, that's great. You know, maybe, maybe this is his way of being like, look, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep bringing up drunk people to yell at, the, <laughs> to yell at the, at the at the board members here, even though it's not a court. Right. So I'm gonna bow out, saying I have COVID, and then all this shit's gonna pass. Yeah, and maybe they'll pardon me. But my question is: is if you haven't done anything wrong and you're not a crook, what do you need a pardon for? See, that's the thing that pisses me off. Is there's there's a way to fucking stop that. That is not why why pardons were were. <laughs> part of the deal you should not be able to preemptively pardon somebody no 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 and if that's the case then the next presidential mandate should be that you know your pardon is null and void right and while we're at it rush limbaugh or whoever he gave the medal of freedom to give it back <laughs> <laughs> yeah good time anyway yeah oh poor rudy Maybe the hair dye has finally got sunk into his scalp. Oh, what a shame. We can only hope. We can only hope. <laughs> you know, once Biden whips out the dark saber, we'll be all set. <laughs> Here we go. Well, then he needs to start four-stroking fools. Oh, if only. If only. You know, he's standing up there on, on uh, Inauguration Day. And he's like, look, I need to let you all in on a secret. And even if Trump's not there, there's a camera on Trump somewhere because, you know, he's getting ready to talk about a 2024 run. Right. On that, uh, on the same day thing. And he's going to take head headlines off of Biden and mm -hmm. it cuts to Trump and Trump just starts to choke. <laughs> and it cuts back to Biden and he's got his hand up like Vader. Right. And he just like falls over dead and he's like, all right, so let's get on with this. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Oh, if the force were real, oh, that yeah. would be so freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, yeah. Until then. Yeah. Oh, good times. Yeah. We'll see how Rudy does with COVID. <sighs> Go French Mitch McConnell before you die. <laughs> Apparently, um... Giuliani didn't say anything. Trump outed him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's all. That's, well, you know, it's all about him. Yep. yep. All about him.
Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. He's 76 years old, which means he's high risk. So good luck. Mm. Yeah, but the taxpayers are going to pay for the best health care he could ever get. For Giuliani? Sure, why not? I mean, he's not... He's just a lawyer. You don't think his boyfriend is going to make sure he gets the best? Come on. Fucking better not. Oh, I'm sure he is. That's our money, damn it. You know, I mean, come on, he's Weiss. He's not like Herman Cain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sorry to laugh because that's terrible, but... It is terrible, but I mean, we know it's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. Mm. Unless you're one of the Trump idiots who just believes what Trump says. Right. Hey, what's more plausible in, in an Occam's razor type scenario? Do you think that there is a vast conspiracy between Democrats, the dominion voting system, Venezuela and China and Republican governors to keep Trump from being elected? Or do you think Hollywood pedophiles and Hollywood pedophiles? Or do you think that the American public was just fed up with the way he was treating the coronavirus pandemic and decided they wanted something different which is more plausible the first one oh. oh so you're one of them huh the first one yep definitely the first one <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, I can't tell you how many people i've seen on facebook on the local page who are like i'm not getting i'm not getting the vaccine this isn't real trump is still president and it's like i can't argue with you fucking people man well, I think I mentioned before that on Election Day in downtown Orlando, there was a whole Trump got robbed kind of rally going on. Those assholes are still there. <laughs> they've got their pickup trucks. They've got signs saying it's illegal to steal an election. It's like, yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so so since we're kind of back on this topic, I <laughs> I I had an argument. The other day with an idiot locally here okay. who was going on and on about how China had stolen the election for Trump. And I couldn't stop myself. So this is what I wrote. So Trump's been talking about um, election fraud since 2016. Why did the Trump administration do nothing to protect our election from the massive widespread voter fraud that they're claiming? If what they're saying is true, wouldn't that mean that Trump is dangerously incompetent of unqualif- and unqualified because he did nothing to address the threat? Um, even, even if their obviously bullshit election conspiracy theories were correct, wouldn't it be a damning indictment of Trump's ability to run the country and keep us safe? And I didn't get any response for a while. Okay. And I'm sure that they were trying to f- figure out what I meant and all of that, which is mm-hmm. kind of obvious. So then the one dude that decided that he was going to debate me just wanted to go on and on about Biden being a pedophile. <sighs> and I said, well, one, that wasn't my argument. Right. Two... I don't know what you're talking about because I've never heard anything. I know there's those pictures of him kissing his grandkids, (gasps) but no, but there are grandparents that kiss their grandkids on the lips. That doesn't make them pedophiles. 
that's just how some families roll. Like sure. they're not, he's not tongue kissing them. He's giving them a peck and moving on. No, he's not Trump. No. So, and so I said, do you really want to go down this path? Believing in a dude that wants to sleep with his daughter. That's right. been inappropriate with underage people with Jeffrey Epstein, blah, 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 blah. I said, and so he came back at me with something else. And I said, look, anything that you can say about Biden, I can find five other things about Trump. We're not going to change each other's minds. And he was like, well, that's the truth. And he said something derogatory. And I said, look, I'll tell you what. If I saw you broken down on the side of the road, I would stop to help you because you're you live in my community and you're a neighbor. I don't think while we don't see eye to eye on politics, I think that community should be stronger than what's happening in Washington. And he was like, then all of a sudden he was like, well, I don't even think Trump's that great of a guy anyway. Well, you just sat there for an hour and debated me that he was right. I was like, what the fuck? And because I showed compassion for you, no matter what you believe in, which is part about being a Democrat. Now you're all of a sudden changing your tune. Like I, I don't understand these people. You're literally arguing with unarmed people. Oh, that's it. That's what it's all about. You know, at one point he was like, you can't just listen to CNN. And I was like, why you're listening to one person. Mm -hmm. Like what? Like, why are you taking everything that he says as fucking gospel? Like, I just don't get it. Fuck these people. Anyway. Well, what a happy <laughs> note to end this on. The happy note is that hopefully on the 20th of January, we get a clean slate. Mm-hmm. You know, and then if these, if these Christian fundamentalists really want to do what the Bible says and turn the other cheek and love thy neighbor, now's the time to start. Right. This is coming from the heathen. What can I tell you? <laughs> Heathens for life. Yep. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else for this week? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. If you're a Republican and you want to come debate us, I would love <laughs> to talk to you. We're not going to, we're not going to pick on you, but I expect an argument. But if, if you would like to come on the show and debate us about these things, I would have more than love to have you on. Email me at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. We'll set it up. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. It's John. Have a good week. Mask up, Grogu. Grogu.